Uh, it's Dr. Manny. And this is Charlotte. And welcome to the Disruptors Notebook Podcast. All right, guys, I got a good one for y'all this week, my fellow disruptors. Charlotte went to um, a, uh, I, I don't even know if we call it a retreat. No, she went away for a bit. It was camp. Yeah, she went to camp, y'all. Yeah. Uh, glamping. Yes. <laughs> glamping, because she had a like nice tent. But uh, she, it wasn't just nice. It was like actually like a bedroom. It was a bedroom, y'all. Yeah, it, it was, was bedroom. like. It was like a, I guess, a queen size bed. Yeah, you had a dresser, dressers, coat yeah. rack. It was nice. But yeah, so she went to this camp. Uh, it was philosophers camp, and honestly, how many days were there, hun? I was there from Thursday to Monday. That's four, five. yeah, something like that. Okay, but Thursday yeah. evening to Monday. Yeah, or Monday afternoon, and it was in upstate New York. Yeah, so Albany. It was. Yeah, and you came no, back not transformed. Albany. I thought, oh no, it's. The plane landed in Albany? Yeah, it was okay. about an hour and a half drive from Albany. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could see you kind of like right by the Adirondacks. So you could like see the Adirondacks like right there. And um, yeah, and it was with Asa Adirondack, which is a place up there. These folks, my friend, now my friend, Christine yeah. or friends, Christine Powers and Larry Powers have, I think, about 100 acres up there. Wow. And they just host retreats and uh, all sorts of stuff. Just guests throughout the year who can come and glamp too. Mm -hmm. They've got some tiny homes um, that are still in development. It was really nice though. Okay. And, you know, I'm not like a super rugged outdoorsy person. Yeah. So the accommodations, um, except for just like having to go outside to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> we've talked about how much of a yeah. challenge that was. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. The bathroom was like there was a bathroom. Fully equipped. It was like a nice bathroom, like one you would have at your house, but you just had to go outside to get to it. Yeah. Well, that's part of glamping. I mean, you know, the, the, the amping part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> amping part. That's the less glam part, right? Glam. Yeah. Less glam. Yeah. But yeah, so how did you meet Christine? Oh my gosh. It was such a weird chain of events. It's yeah. Like, I'm in this networking group that I actually don't even drop in on that often, mm -hmm. even though I pay for it. Yeah. Uh, but I think it paid off for like if the entire year membership was paid off by the fact that I got to meet Christine. Okay. That. So like I went through there and from there, somebody recommended this marketing expert, LinkedIn marketing expert, and I joined her program. That's mm -hmm. Karen Yankovich's She's LinkedIn program. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I'm not getting paid to talk about these people, but I love Karen too. And Karen has this great podcast um and yeah i actually didn't have to join her program to listen to her podcast you were listening to her podcast a lot before I was you listening reached to her, out to her. yes i was listening to her podcast a lot and so she had christine on mm -hmm. and as soon as i heard her introducing christine and christine talking about what she does i was like i have to talk to this woman and i have to go to that place yeah, yeah. I, and i remember after you went to the website you were like, yo, the vibe on that site is just right. Yeah. I and said, that's us. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I thought you should go to it. So, you know, you could model your own website after a little bit. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> I should have gone on the glamping too, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day I would love to have you there. Yeah. Because you were telling me, yeah, that the site had the kind of vibe that is worth modeling after. Yeah. You know, it was a real disruptor site yeah. because Christine is really, you know, really upfront about who she is, yeah. you know, who she's for. You know, she um, she provides like executive retreats. So she really she does uh, work with people who are executives and people who are leaders 
but she's not providing the typical kind of like come up here and we'll teach you teamwork and collaboration and do like a personality assessment or whatever you know she's going really deep with people and and it gets kind of it gets kind of wild but she doesn't try to pretend like it's not she's like you know if this is for you this is for you and you're like that you know we've like kind of gone back and forth about just how much we should like showcase that in your marketing how How out there there you can get how much disruption y'all can take (laughs) yeah you know i think uh we talked about you calling you thinking of yourself as kind of a shaman Shaman, yeah and we were like oh can we say that you know you mentioned after you went to christine's like you're like yeah no yeah i'm like you can go shaman you know i had thought about talking about well can i talk about healing and my you know work work with organizations and and i saw her so i was like oh you know yeah you can so Anyway, I went to her site um, and I contacted her. She got right back to me. And the thing she had me from, you know how like the romance movies, they're like, you had me from whatever. (laughs) So I told her about the business I'm working on right now. And like everybody I tell about, it's like, oh, that's a great idea, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I should do that. And she was like, okay, that all sounds good. What's in your heart? (laughs) I remember you came down and said that to me. Yeah. And she was like, you know, a lot of times people were really smart, you know, they, they come up with things in their head, but they're not really great at pulling out what's in their heart, you know? Um, and she, she just really struck a chord because I had been thinking for like the last couple of weeks really hard about like, not feeling like I have real clarity about what I'm doing and what I want to do and not feeling very connected and you know what the work i want to do is about also helping people transform and develop and i'm like i need to be really plugged in in order to do that yeah so you know that was the beginning of our conversation and you know she invited me to philosophers camp told Mm -hmm. me about it and you know i went back and forth a little bit but ultimately i just knew i had to be there i've been wanting to do something like that for years so you went dark (laughs) you know left me with the kids (laughs) for about four days and I remember the last video I got from you you were like yep I'm handing over my phone yeah so what was that like and I know you know you and your phone get along pretty well oh okay you put me on blast like that yeah man (laughs) I mean you were like okay last recording and it was the weirdest thing because you know I would say it I I missed you and the kids we missed you terribly and at the same time uh I remember when I did uh period without my phone it was uh transformational the kind of peace that i got when i didn't even have the option of distracting myself yeah was interesting so tell me about that and seeing you come back from that was one of the reasons why i thought it would be good for me to do that yeah yeah and so yes i did leave you with the kids and i just want to say before i answer your question just i want to express again my extreme gratitude to you for encouraging me to go and being willing to do that (laughs) you know that was one of the reasons i was not going to go because how long i have to be gone and you know in addition to the work the work travel i've been doing and you were like uh uh-uh you know i got this you need to go don't worry about it don't worry about it still alive told you yeah (laughs) yeah i had to set aside you know a lot and just like the ability to be able to trust you that was just such a gift from you because i don't easily receive things as Uh, you know you flatter me yeah well (laughs) you know you know i think you're you're great uh yeah all right yeah we'll we'll save that for when we get a room or something uh, <laughs> so yeah so, but tell me what it was like without the phone oh because right, oh. a lot of us is just 
we can't imagine we, when we go without Facebook for a week, we're like, that's a sacrifice. You didn't have your phone for those days. Yeah. You know, I don't really like my phone that much. I do use it a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't like phone calls, as you know, mm-hmm. even texts. People know I can take forever to return a text. Yeah. I don't have social media on my phone. I do have LinkedIn now, which I do for business. Um, and I like my word games. Yeah. So I still and you know, reading the news, but I don't know, it's kind of a relief to be free of all that. Yeah. But what was hard for me was that I wasn't even allowed to read. Yeah. Like I was thinking, okay, I'm putting down my phone. I can just like do some deep reading. I had my, you know, did I have my Kindle? I had my Kindle. Yeah. I had a book I've been reading, you know, wanting to read forever. You know, it's a book by Audre Lorde. And I felt like, you know, I, I'm not a good feminist because I've never read like much of her work. So I was like, I'm gonna read that. And I got there and Christine was like, uh, no. Yeah. You're gonna distract. She's like, you're the kind of person who distracts yourself with reading. Yeah. So no reading. Yeah. So it wasn't just about the devices to be mm-hmm. trendy. It was really an attempt to take away the things that you would escape to and bring you to the present. Yeah. I mean, we had a visual artist who was there with us and she was like, hey, don't spend too much time doing art. Yeah. 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 We can hide in our gift. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. We can hide in our gift. Yeah. Sure. It's like totally breaking patterns and yeah. doing something totally different. So, yeah. yeah, that first day we had to do and this was hard harder even than not reading and and then the not not having the phone was going totally silent like we were silent for a day wow so that meant you couldn't even distract yourself talking to people (laughs) or to yourself yeah yeah yeah. and so um and all we really had to do was like walk around you know walk the land as christine calls it you know just walk the land and they had all these trails and i think people could go yeah, there's a hot tub that people like taking trips over to. And I don't even think that was open that day. Yeah. You just had to be with yourself. Yeah. You know, we had a campfire council that morning um, where we, you know, only practice what she calls sacred speech. Mm-hmm. And mostly she talked kind of to us about some of the content that is part of the camp. But yeah. it was silent. And I've always said I wanted to go on a silent retreat. How but was it? <laughs> that was that was in, like, ooh, that was intense. Okay. I would think twice. You know, just like make sure I'm psychologically ready before I go on a silent retreat. That's sort of like when you and I did the float tank and I still had anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have an hour in here with nothing. Yeah. 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 So t- tell me, like, what what did it do to your thought process? What did it do to your mind? I mean, intense. I get intense. But like, if you could take me there, just a little snippet of, you know, what, what was it like initially? Did you kind of, your mind kind of ease into it? Did your mind get quieter? Did the boredom make you like? itchy you know like i'm just yeah. wondering like what what happened when you know we, you couldn't distract yourself with stuff outside of your mind other than say nature yeah um well i have to say it didn't my mind settled a lot during the retreat it did not come the first day that we were silent yeah. i think you really need longer silence her that silence was like let's settle into this environment and then at the end of the day you know we broke the silence and you know we committed to doing you know using only sacred speech the yeah. rest of the weekend yeah but you know i think you need a longer one to get whatever benefits you get from a silent like yeah. a really silent retreat but where'd you get out of the one you're still dodging the question what happened when you got silent what happened um i mean how many hours it was a few hours it was it was pretty much 24 hours okay so um, an hour of like 30 minutes of meditation and i'm starting to spin you know so, i just i walked a lot and i really was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do with my time and i just walk 
I walked a lot, all these different trails. And finally, towards the end of that time, I found myself sitting on the edge of one of their ponds and I was just sitting there Yeah. and I wasn't trying to meditate or anything. I was just sitting there. It was like, there was nothing else to do. Yeah. And I didn't feel like walking anymore. So yeah. you couldn't run and read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just sat. Um, and that's, that's actually particularly helpful for you because before you left, I was always trying to get you to just sit. Yeah. You know, you tend to like, you know, stay busy. You got a lot yeah. of stuff going on. And when you do start to sit down, one of our many kids, <laughs> one of our kids will, will come and need something. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I think so. That's particularly meaningful to you to return to that part of you because I mean, you're a contemplative, contemplative. You like to think, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you like, you like some time to think. So it kind of makes me wonder, um, you know, it kind of makes me feel like that was a particular gift for you. But but we're missing part of what the story I want. There's I want I want to talk about tell tell us about the coyote because you came back home making female coyote sounds and we ended up on YouTube uh, listening to coyote sounds and I, I just want to know about the coyote. And you found out all a variety of coyote sounds I, that there are. I now know a whole lot about coyotes. Some of which some of those sounds sound weirdly human. Yeah, it's, it sounds like like two women crying. It's kind of yeah. That's why I didn't know they're called singing dogs. Yeah wailing yeah yeah so that was and that was one reason that was so hard for me not to talk mm -hmm. during the silent part because i wanted to tell everybody what i went through the first night yeah okay <laughs> oh my goodness okay so i'm lying there it was really cold when we got there and there was this wind like like a windstorm and like wind was just pushing and pushing and pushing and i was like at the top of this hill my camp was the only one that was on the top of this hill the other ones were kind of um well there was another one but she was even that one was even kind of in a pocket of trees yeah. and the other ones were more downhill so this tent i was in was probably taking most of oh, the blast yeah. like more blast yeah. so each of y'all had a tent just aside for real quick so each of you had a solo tent yeah oh out there in the wilderness by yourself in a tent yeah. okay tell yeah. me more tell me yeah. more uh yeah and so the wind was just pushing pushing like gusts and I was like, oh my gosh, this tent is going to blow any minute. And I really just, I had, I had a lot of respect for that tent by the end. Mm -hmm. it said, it, I mean, it, said, it wasn't even like moving around. Yeah, It was very well anchored. And of course, a lot of love and respect for Larry, Christine's husband, because he is responsible for doing the things like that. Like installing those tent. tents. Yeah, yeah, he anchored that, that tent. Yeah. So, yeah. So I woke up though. It was not easy to sleep in the middle of all that. And I heard this sound like, I'm going to try to do this sound do it, for y'all. It, it, it was like, oh. <laughs> and that happened like twice. That's all you need. I mean, you don't need more than a couple of those. And I'm up for the night. <laughs> good. I'm good. Good morning. You might as well. You, the rooster ain't got to work that next morning because I'm up. Man, it was like midnight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, oh, that's a coyote. Oh. <laughs> And you said it sounded really close. Oh, it, it felt like it was right next to the tent. Mm -hmm. It was not, this was not a distant howl. Yeah. This was right next to the tent. Yeah, yeah. Tell them about your bladder, though. <laughs> okay. Get into that part. Okay. 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 My bad. My bad. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I woke up because mm -hmm. I needed to pee. But after I heard the coyote, that <laughs> sounded like it was right next to my tent. Yeah. I just thought, I'm not going out there. 
because it's only five steps or so, but yeah. that's too far when a yeah. coyote might spring out of the darkness. Yeah, I wouldn't have needed to pee anymore. One of those houses, <laughs> my pee problem would have been solved right there in that tent. Um, <laughs> so I, I lay there thinking, is there anything in this tent that I could pee into? <laughs> and I thought about like, could I cut off and solve one of those water bottles? <laughs> I had a scissors though. So I was like, maybe I can chew You're it off. Like, oh, God. <laughs> You'd have been the one. Wow, it was like that. I had to feel so bad. But I started, so I started floating in and out of sleep. Floating, huh? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I had to go for the floating up. Yeah, it was, but you get it. Yeah. So I started going in and out of dreams. Mm -hmm. And every dream I had, I was coming out of the tent and a pack of coyotes was coming towards me. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the funny thing was that they never attacked me. They mm. were just curious about me and they were like nosing around at my feet sniffing yeah. at me in one dream one of them put my like kind of bit my hand but he wasn't fighting it was like when a dog is playing with you a nibble <laughs> yeah it's like you know they'll put your he put his whole my whole hand in his mouth but it was like a playful sort of thing yeah see i don't play like that <laughs> <laughs> you put yeah. my hand in no. your mouth and you have teeth um, we fighting no i didn't experience it playfully <laughs> yeah, either no. in the dream i was no. looking at Larry showed up in that dream and I was like, Larry, why aren't you helping me get my hand out of this coyote's mouth? Yeah. And Larry was just sitting there, you know, uh, just lighthearted laughing. But you know, Larry is the kind of man who'll tell you to sneak up on a bear too. Yeah, you told me, he said, if you see a bear, yeah. go ahead and get closer. Yeah, I told him I was worried about bears. He said, oh, that's really rare. You know, if you do see a bear and sneak up on it and get a good look because be my last that's look a treat. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Nah. Nah, Man. so you yeah. know, Larry is comfortable with the wildlife. Yeah. Um, so wait, so as you were dreaming, you said you heard two howls. Was that it for the night? That was it. That's all you need. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Thank, Real talk. Thank God it didn't sit out there howl all night because yeah. that would have driven me into psychosis. Yeah, yeah. So sure. eventually, you like, did you hold your pee till morning? Eventually, I had to go so bad. I was like, okay, I don't know what made me think the coyote would be gone by then. Yeah, but I was like. <laughs> It's been three hours, you know. He's either gone, but I'm going. Yeah, I grabbed my flashlight. I opened the tent just enough and like panned the whole yeah. area. Yeah, was it still windy? Yeah, it was still windy, but it, it had abated a little okay, bit. Okay. It was funny. It abated for a little yeah. bit, and then it started again. Shit. I'm sorry, I've seen the horror movies where <laughs> was, I kind of pissed up the tent. That was totally. That was totally horror movie. That was like me when I was getting ready to go. That was the moment where everybody in the audience would be like, "Don't." Yeah. Are you stupid? Yeah. Are yeah. you crazy? Yeah, yeah. Pissed that tent up. Yeah. <laughs> they had to yeah. disinfect that bad boy. Yep. But yeah, that so, would have been that moment. So, so you said it was a short walk. Yeah, it was. So I, I ran house. that. Yeah. I ran it. Yeah. And I went. So it wasn't our house. It was an actual. It was an actual nice bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. It was a nice bathroom. So went to the bathroom and then I cracked the door open and panned the whole area with my flashlight yeah. again and then ran like hell <laughs> to get back to the yeah. tent. Yeah, and I did need again. I like I needed to go again like later in the morning because mm -hmm. my bladder's just like that. Yeah. But um, you know, I I held that. Yeah. <laughs> uh so the wind started again too. So that was my night. Yeah. And it was that was intense. Yeah, man. Especially for a girl <laughs> who doesn't camp. So <laughs> that's not glam at all. <laughs> yeah. And then we came out, we were supposed to be silent. I couldn't yeah. talk about it. Now I did. I cheated a little bit and I told Larry, but Larry did the same thing he did in my dream. He was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> prophecy. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Yeah. So anywho, later that evening when we had dinner, 
and we had broken our silence and you know i was kind of breaking the rules a little bit i started looking through their books and i yeah. saw this book on called animal speaks it's yeah. about animal totems mm -hmm. so now this is where we're going to get a little weird mm -hmm. and look i'm not the girl i'm really not the type of girl who like thinks a lot about totems and stuff like no, that. You're a scientist, by me. Yeah, I'm a scientist. You talk about five degrees of of, of confidence at ninety five percent. Yeah, the stuff you be talking about. That stuff. I want to see effect sizes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even comfortable. I'm not even happy with like you know p equals whatever. That's yeah. statistical significance. That's yeah. not far. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not a totem girl. Yeah. Okay. And I was that was kind of my identity at camp was like looking at people like. Okay. Super skeptical. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, Tell me about the book. What happened in the book? All right. So I was like, let me look up coyotes. Okay. Just okay. So I read it, and I, as I was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, what? this is crazy. Okay. So I've ordered the book for us because I can't remember the whole thing. Yeah. But coyotes in a lot of cultures symbolize the trickster. Yeah. And most traditional cultures have a trickster. You know. And I can't even remember the entire role that the trickster plays, but they're they're really a really pivotal. They play a really pivotal role in all of those spiritual systems. Yeah. Um, and they represent, for one thing, they represent pet play. Mm -hmm. You know, because we need to play, we need to have a sense of humor in order to connect to the divine. Yeah. And so there was a lot more in that chapter than that that really resonated with me but i guess the one that stood out the most was play mm -hmm. and the book said you know if you see a coyote or you have a significant experience with a coyote ask yourself if you're playing enough yep. and i mean that's you don't play me. you should be serious as can be. yeah <laughs> you're right you're right oh i mean you said it earlier yeah. i'm always running around trying to do yeah. stuff yeah so i think that was a powerful message you know was, i believe in yeah. synchronicity so i've had a lot of uh stuff happen in my life where uh, science showed up at the right time. And mm -hmm. a lot of times all you have, uh, as far as in terms of higher powers and connecting this to the world is when these type of meaningful coincidences happen, mm -hmm. you let it mean something to yourself when you go with it. Yeah. I mean, that was a message you needed ultimately. I did. Chill you know, out, play. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. It's really weird how that happened though. And, yeah. um, and actually that's part of how I got to philosopher's camp too. I made it sound like it was just this chain of events, but it was also that I had then I was kind of, you know, I tried to cover all my bases just in case some of that spiritual stuff is true. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, all right, well, I really, <laughs> got it covered. I really like owls, you know, I resonate with owls. So, you know, yeah. if, um, you know, send me some owls, spirit people. Yeah, I remember you were like, well, if, if, if it's meant to be, I'll see some owls or something like yeah. that. And I started seeing back owls to back. everywhere. I mean, there was one You got an envelope. There was, right as you were saying that you didn't wait, I was I was going through I was I came into the house and told you I had just seen an owl in a very unlikely place mm -hmm. and I started going through some mail that had been sitting there forever and I come across this I think this magazine as I'm talking about it with this owl the owl covered the whole magazine mm -hmm. and then I was like yeah okay wow yeah, this, is, but, this yeah. is crazy and then I was like yeah, but you know me, I'll probably still dismiss that and go yeah, right back yeah. to saying all that was just coincidence or whatever. And you, then as I was saying that, mm -hmm. there was, I came across another envelope that had an owl on the front. <laughs> y'all, if y'all could have seen her face, you could have tipped her over with a feather because she was right in the middle. She's like, yeah, nah, a couple coincidences. I'm not going to let, you know, let that decide. I'm going to need to see a lot more. I <laughs> she's she like, I'm going to need to see a lot more. I and then she comes up holding this envelope with another owl. 
But yeah, stuff like that. You know, I think it's, it's synchronicities like that are, are powerful. You know, I'm I'm a Jungian type of guy anyway. But mm-hmm. you know, so it was it was good that you know you had that sigma. You were like, you know what, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. roll with it. Yeah. Well, being the I'm really glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that didn't fully decide me. It was when my friend. I told her about all the owl stuff and she was like, Charles, there's like a neon sign telling you mm-hmm. to go. Like, if this is not enough to get you to go do something like this, I don't know whatever will. Yeah. So, so yeah. And yeah, I'm really glad I did it. When I came out, I told you on the whole plane ride home, I didn't read at all. Like I didn't want to go back to my phone and reading. There was nothing in me. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, a willpower thing. There was literally nothing in me that felt the need to do that. Yeah. And, you know, the the next day I had to take another flight and it was the same thing. And I just felt like I I really wanted to be out in nature more. And I went and I just was so in awe. And I find myself now in awe. I just took a walk and and I just noticed so much more out there than I used to. Yeah. And um and it almost feels like you know, it feels different in the sense that I feel like less like when I'm thinking my mind is just like, just throwing out a yeah. whole lot of stuff. Yeah. It's not rambling. It's more almost like I'm downloading stuff, yeah. you know, um, which feels weird, but it's just, it's just different. Yeah. You, yeah. the first thing I noticed when you called me, when you finally got your phone back, mm-hmm. uh, was you looked rested. Mm-hmm. You know, you looked as if, uh you didn't have the weight of the world on your shoulders so that made me happy to see that and uh yeah since you've been back you you just you're more grounded in the moment mm-hmm. you know and every once in a while you know stuff winds up uh you know well, we got COVID. <laughs> I, was, I was like and then there's the fact that we both got covid yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh you know despite that like despite being laid out for a couple of days it's just there's there's something to you that's shifted I'm, I'm i think it's amazing i think it was worth it it was worth all them days with the kids, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And something uh, has definitely shifted. Even yeah. last night after we had been down for a few days, I kind of wanted to go into that whole like panic about all that I hadn't get, gotten done and I'm supposed to travel again. And, you know, just how just ah, how yeah. awful. And I just didn't go there Yeah, and it wasn't hard not to go there. Yeah. So yeah, something has shifted and I'm interested in seeing in yep. the long run, where this goes. Yeah, yeah. Now I just noticed we have about mm, three minutes because we said we keep this one under 30. Tell me um what's one more thing you can tell me about it? Cause I just uh if you could tell our audience, our fellow disruptors, like just one more thing, just one more highlight that comes to mind. Oh gosh. One more highlight. Mm-hmm. Can you help me? Um oh I know. Hmm. <laughs> so y'all, so I've been into the mindfulness thing for like 11 years and I always, you know, you see the three stones or four stones stacked up and it's like, okay, it's just a cliche. So my wife comes back, Charlotte comes back and she's like, um, I have a Karen. I'm like, it's a Karen, <laughs> you know, I'm like, who is Karen? <laughs> Did you like kidnap somebody? I mean, you didn't tell me you went to camp with a Karen and why is she here with you? <laughs> you know? But, um, and, uh, she hadn't said anything. She hadn't explicitly said, here is the Karen. She is just at some point I saw the rock stacked up looking nice somewhere. And I was like, hey, that's like the mindfulness stuff. And you were like, it's a Karen. Yeah. And so now actually it's kind of cool to me to have a definition of what was sort of not not meaningless, but cliche. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that uh, and you were telling me back in the day 
they used to stack them like that so they could mark paths. So they were essentially pathfinders. They were pathfinders. Yeah. And, and metaphorically, I just thought of something. Wait, wait, you almost get lost on a path? Um, (laughs) It's related to a path. Okay, tell me. So, you know, I've been thinking a lot about needing to be shown my path. Mm -hmm. And the intuition, kind of the gut level thing I got when I was out there was forget about the path and walk the wild land. Yeah. When you're a disruptor, you are not traveling a path that (laughs) a whole bunch of other people have cut through the woods. You know, you need to be willing to walk the wild land, and that can be quite scary. And I yeah. definitely experienced that fear yeah. out there, but it was great to like embody that fear of being out in the wild land where things could happen and forging ahead anyway. And yeah. so, you know, that gave me a different metaphor for how I want to shape my life. I like that. Like that. You said you almost got lost too, but we don't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> you said you wandered a little too much off the beaten path. Yeah. That's, that's Fortunately, how you, a deer scared me and I, I left. Turned around and went back. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys. So I wanted to share that with you because honestly, I, I'm a person observer. Being a hypnotist means I watch people closely and I've seen you shift a lot. And I just really wanted you to share that experience. Every once in a while, guys, you got to break your pattern. You got to go away for some time and really, really go away and see what that's like. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the Disruptors podcast. It's Dr. Manny. And this is Charlotte. And we are out.